everybody. What's going on? It's Nathan here. It's Live for Sports again. Um, new episode. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so MLB season starts tomorrow as I'm recording this. Gonna come out tomorrow though. Um, so let's say it starts today. Uh, so I'm gonna do my preview episode. It should have came last week. I got sick last week. I didn't feel like talking, so that's my reason why I didn't come out then. So. I'm going to go division by division, and like conference by conference, or league by league, I guess, sorry, um, where I think every team's going to place, who's going to claim wild cards, division winners, whatnot, blah, 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 and then I'll go to do, do some more predictions, and then I will jump into my playoff predictions of based on my standings um, of what I have. This is normally what I do for any sport, so uh, yeah, let's get into it. Simmons, is this the dagger? said starts tomorrow unbelievably excited for it as you can tell in my voice there just kidding no I'm actually really excited can't wait for that um especially since my favorite team in the Blue Jays are legitimate World Series contenders in my eyes I think they are in most people's eyes they had a great offseason even though they lost two of their best players but so AL West I'll start with I'll start on the AL do the divisions go to the NL do the divisions so I'll start AL West. I'm not going to do any win total predictions. I'm just going to go where I think they'll all place. So at number five, I think the Athletics are coming in dead last in this division. I feel bad for like the 20 Athletics fans there are. Sorry if like I got that wrong. If you're there's more than 20, but it just just seems that way. Um, they said they were going to be sellers in the offseason, and they wanted to get. Younger, and they want to shed payroll. But, man, Matt Chapman traded to the Blue Jays. Matt Olson traded to the Braves. Chris Bassett traded to the Mets. All dealt. Uh, Frankie Montas and Shamanaya, they're also probably going to be dealt by the deadline. Maybe before that. So, I feel bad for them. I think they only signed one player this offseason. I think they spent 850 k this offseason. That's pathetic. That just ruins the sport in my eyes. That's why baseball needs a salary cap and like a floor because you have teams like the Dodgers who are willing to spend over $200 million to juice their team and basically pay their way into the playoffs and the Yankees too. And then you got a team like the Athletics who are doing this. it It ruins the sport in my eyes a little bit. Number four, I have Texas. They are headed in the right direction. Uh, getting Simeon in spring and... Not Springer, sorry, Seeger. Uh, great step, even though it cost them, what, half a billion to get those two, which was crazy. But um, starting pitching and bullpen will need a lot of work, and so does the rest of the roster for the most part. The offense is going to be good enough, I think. Uh, Simeon and Seeger should carry them for the most part, and that is probably the best middle infield in baseball now, in my eyes. Um, right step. But they're not good enough yet. They'll come in fourth in the division in my eyes. Number three, I have the Angels. <sighs> yeah. They're, it's just sad. <laughs> the, 
they 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 just waste so much generational talent and like they have two of the best players in the game maybe the two best players in the game i i wouldn't call it that i guess but maybe two of the best two top 10 players i would say in otani and drought um and I'm kind of just expecting them to disappoint like they normally do. So, we'll see about that. Uh, Joe Adele, if he has a breakout year, maybe. I think Cindergard, if he can bounce back from Tommy John surgery, maybe they can take a step up from medio- mediocrity. Maybe. I'm hope- I'm- I honestly hope so. Just for Mike Trout's sake. Um, but yeah, I, I-, I can't really rank them higher until I see them actually do it, I think. So, number two, my shock of the list. I'm going to put the Houston Astros here in a wild card position. Um, I don't think they're going to be bad. Like, right? They're all they're making the wild card. But, like, Corre- no Correa. I think it's going to hurt. And the fact that they didn't really replace Correa. Um, definitely still a threat. And, and I can see them winning this division easily. Um, but it just doesn't seem like the core is the same as the World Series teams they produce. They've lost Springer now. They've lost Correa. Um, no Garrett Cole, obviously. Um, I'm missing somebody, too. I know I'm missing somebody. I'm totally missing somebody. Oh, right. No, they're not, I'm not missing somebody. Uh, Alex Bregman has not been the same player that he has been in, when he came in. Like, he was... He's just such a tough player to rank because he used to. I think I saw a video of this. He used to dominate breaking balls and he hit, but like below two hundred against them last year. He was not that good. So, gonna be interesting to see because he's gonna need to pick up the slack if they want to be good. I believe now that Correa is gone. I right, number one. I have the Mariners winning the division. They're gonna break their drought. I think, even though I'm a low key Mariners fan. I mean, it goes Jays and it goes Mariners. That's that's really what it does for me. Um, I think they'll finally do it, though. I think Robbie Ray is a risky signing. Um, because he really only did produce in his one year in, in Toronto. That was basically. Um, but he did win a Cy Young. So, if he can kind of follow it up like he did last year and the youngsters start to like break out this team will do damage in my eyes and i think they will get into playoffs finally after what 2001 uh 21 years yeah i think they finally do it so let's go to the al central now i'll put uh i'll put kansas city at the number 5 spot uh bobby J- wit jun bobby Jit. <laughs> bobby wit junior sorry is on the way um, he's going to be really, really, really good, I think. Um, they, they, they're getting better. They are, after this, like, long rebuild. There's still a few pieces away. They got Granky, which was kind of good. Um, it's very wide open, this division, though. So, I think any of the teams that I've stated, I'm going to state in this division, can finish anywhere from 5-2, to two, besides the one who I think is going to win, which I will get to. So, at number four, I have the Guardians. And I wrote in my notes that I think come trade deadline time, Jose Ramirez is not going to be on the Guardians, which is why I had him fourth. And Jose Ramirez just signed a massive extension today. What was it? Five years, $124 million, I believe. So, 
that sucks because I really wanted him on the Jays because all the Jays rumors were there, and now that will not happen. So, do I think they can finish higher than four now that they have him locked up? Yeah, probably. I would say so. Um, but yeah, they can finish anywhere from two to five. Uh, Guardians, I don't see finishing worst. I think they'll probably finish three or four. Maybe two as well, but we'll see. Number three, I have the Tigers. I'm not sold on this team yet. I'm not a fan of Javi Baez. I think I've stated that before. But he does make him a better team, I think. And Spencer Torkelson, I think he's going to be really, really good. Riley Green's expected to come up, too. And they still have Casey Mize. Have, he, he made his debut last year. So, I think in a year or two, these guys are going to be really scary. And... With this division honestly wide open, besides the White Sox, but they're still young too, it's going to be a two-headed race, in my eyes, of the Tigers and the White Sox in probably two years, I'd give it. Uh, Number two, I have Minnesota. They are just a couple years removed from being really, really good. And like, yeah, they were kind of predicted to be good last year, but they had their pitching wasn't good, and they had injuries. But Carlos Correa is going to elevate these guys on a whole new level, I believe. I I don't think it's going to be quite good enough for a playoff spot. I think they come up just short. And that's mostly because I think the AL East has four potential playoff teams. And I think they'll take up a couple spots of it, but yeah. But they'll be close all the way in my eyes. So, we'll see. Number one, I have Chicago. They are already really, really good. And if they get that progression like they're supposed to from Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert, they're going to get even scarier, which terrifies me. They are still pretty young, so it's so like it's very scary to consider that how young they are and how good they already were last season. That just means they can get even better. I, I don't think any team is really good enough to compete with this team in the division. Maybe the Twins, but that that's wishful thinking. So, in my eyes, the White Sox are going to run away with this division. On to the AL East. People have called it the least. It's definitely not the least this year. Besides this one team, who I have number five, it's Baltimore. And I don't think I have to explain my reasoning. And to be honest, I am so confident that they are going to come less that I may or may not do what the top comment on the Instagram post of the episode states. Yep, I'm knocking it in. So, let's say it. Top comment on my Instagram. Within reason, if they the Orioles finish higher than the last in the division, I will do. But if they finish last, then it's whatever. I'm so confident in saying that because I don't trust Baltimore, especially against this division. So, get creative. I But, get creative, but, like, not too creative. If that makes sense. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't want to, whenever I see these types of videos on my TikTok and stuff, stuff like that, it's like adopt a kid. I'm not going to go adopt a kid, guys. But you know what I mean? Like, we'll see. 
Number four, I have the Yankees. Um, they busted in free agency in my eyes. And because of it, they have come in fourth. This division is too loaded, and I don't think they had a good offseason. They didn't get Freeman, who they were rumored to be on. They did re-sign Rizzo, but he's step, he's kind of like a step down for Freeman in my eyes. They didn't get one of the star shortstops, which they probably needed. Getting Donaldson was good, but it like wasn't really the biggest need for them. And I think whereas the whole division got better, the Yankees got worse. So, unless, like, Luis Severino, if he comes back and he's able to be really effective again, then maybe. But, I don't know. And, and they probably need a Glaber Torres bounce back and a DJ LeMahieu bounce back just to have hope. But, I think they got worse, and I think it's going to cost them. Coming in at number three, also in a wild card spot, I have the Boston Red Sox. They did surprise a lot of teams last season, and, like, I didn't have them making the playoffs, and they did. And... Now they have Trevor Story. It's going to make him even scarier. And Story and Bogart's such loaded in middle infield. Not quite Simeon's uh, seeker, but. Chris Sale is out now. Got a, what was it, like a broken rib? Something like that. Probably two months out. I I do like the teams ahead of them just a bit more. Um, but I have them clinching a wild card spot. Um. So yeah, number two, I have the Blue Jays. Yeah, I'm going to put the Blue Jays here, even as a Blue Jays fan. And even though I think we're more talented than the Rays, the Rays always just seem to beat us. And I think those games lost during the regular season is going to be the deciding factor of what gives the Rays the division win. Um, Vladdy very well could win MVP again this year. He was insane last year and should have won it, if not for the craziest season we've ever seen in the sport from Shohei Otani. Um, so he definitely, if he puts up somewhat even near close to those numbers, yeah, he could easily get it. And now that we got, hopefully, a healthy George Springer, he just might be the bat that replaces Marcus Simeon's production. Matt Chapman should benefit from not playing in Oakland anymore. He's already, like, probably the best defender in the sport, and if he can get, like, he was bad last season. He hit bombs, but his average was bad, and he struck out a bunch. If he can cut down on those strikeouts a little bit and maybe hit for like 240 instead of like the two what was it like 200 he hit last year something around there if he can hit like 240 with 30 bombs that's fine by me that is good enough production this team is gonna hit their their offense is loaded their lineup is juiced the starting pitching is one of the best in baseball I think probably top five it really just determines comes down to the bullpen. If they can be good, or somewhat above average, then then it's really going to just be the deciding factor of how the Jays go. And honestly, I think they'll just be adding... They'll probably want to add a bat at the deadline, and I think they'll want to add bullpen at the deadline. That, that'll be their big needs. Unless injuries plague the rotation. Number one, I have Tampa Bay. The Rays got some winning formula based on their analytics department that even though they have like... They're probably one of the lowest spenders and have one of the smallest markets in the in the league. Um, I think it's going to be a dogfight between the Jays and the Red Sox for the division, and I, even the Yankees as well, but I don't think the Yankees will get in. I think they'll be able to just manage to hold on to the division in the end. Um, 
and Wander Franco could win MVP. He could. Um, for a full season, it's going to be really crazy to see what he does. And he might be the X Factor is why they win the division. So, on to the NL West now. On to the NL West now. Number five at the Arizona Diamondbacks. I don't expect much out of them this year. Should be a pretty lonely season out in the desert in my eyes. Shouldn't make much noise. They're probably in big danger of finishing last in the league, but I don't think that will happen because of what the Orioles are going to have to deal with this season in that divi- in the AL East. So, number four, I have the Colorado Rockies. I don't really know what their plan is. I guess they want to be competitive, even though I don't understand why they want to be competitive. Um, so, a few years ago, they signed Nolan Arenado to a massive contract, right? Only to trade him away. Just like what, a year or two after they signed him. And they still pay some of his contract. Okay. But then they decide they want to go big on Chris Bryant and spend money on him, who got more money than Simeon, I believe he did. Like what? It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Um I I guess he's gonna have a really nice year playing at Coors Field if he stays healthy, like should hit a bunch of bombs. The rest of the team just doesn't do it for me, though, and the starting pitcher is going to get torched per usual because that's what happens when you pitch at Coors Field. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't I don't know what to expect from the Rockies this season, but they should finish fourth, I think, again. Number three of the San Diego, San Diego Padres. Um, a healthy Fernando Tatis Jr. would probably put them at number two for me, but he's probably out till June now. I think it's really going to hamper them throughout the first two-plus months without him. And I think they'll be close to a playoff spot, but they're going to come up short. Number two, I have the San Francisco Giants. Pitching staff is really good. Like, don't get me wrong, it is. Uh, but I just don't think they're going to be as dominant as they were last season. They kind of, their offense kind of scares me a little bit. Yes, they did pick up Jock Peterson, but I, yeah. Bryant's going to hurt, hurt losing him. And I think... Come deadline time, they'll probably be looking for some bats to add, which I don't blame on doing that. And then at number one, need I say more, Los Angeles Dodgers. It, they basically can just throw in an all-star game roster at this point, and there's no reason why they shouldn't be the best team in baseball this season. My eyes, if they aren't, it will be a disappointment. They have basically an all-star caliber player at every position. So, we'll see about that. NL Central now. Number five of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Wow. This team is still nowhere close to being competitive, I think, and also should be on the watch for the rest worst record in baseball. Number four are the Cincinnati Reds. They also were kind of like the Athletics. They wanted to cut down on salary, so they uh, traded Jesse Winker, their all-star, and, and Eugenio Suarez. Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. He's a tough name to pronounce. Uh, Suarez was part of the deal as a salary dump, but Winker hurt losing him. Uh, Cassianos, they lost him to free agency, and they traded Sonny Gray to the Twins. So, they were, yeah, they were looking to clear payroll and did so effectively, and they're going to go down to the bottom of the division again, like, like they always do, I find. Number three, I have the Chicago Cubs. I don't think they're going to be that good in it. Again, this division is just not that good. Um, 
shouldn't be bad either. Um, they like if they finish third, that doesn't surprise me. But if they finish higher than it, it would surprise me if that makes sense. Um, they could win like eighty games in this division just because of how bad it is. But we'll see. Number two, I have the Milwaukee Brewers in a wild card spot. Um, oh, I also forgot to mention the Giants claim a wild card spot in my up there. I th- believe I did. So number two, I have the Brewers claiming a wild card. Uh, really scary rotation because they have Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns leading it. The real question is, can the offense produce? Because if it can be just slightly above average, then I think it's fine. They really need a bounce back from Christian Yelich. They need MVP Yelich back. If he can get anywhere near that, then they might have a legit chance at a World Series. But if he doesn't, then I don't see him doing it. So, we'll see. Number one, I have the St. Louis Cardinals taking the division. They're the best defensive team in baseball, and they're going to be carried by Goldschmidt, Arenado, and even Tyler O'Neill when it comes to hitting. Uh, the rotation is something I do worry about because right now they have Adam Wainwright as like their ace, I believe. Jack Flaherty's on the IR. Or IR. IL. Yeah. I do believe it's fixable via trades, though. Maybe they look at one of Oakland's two guys. Um, but the team up of Yachty and Pujols together for their final year is going to be really cool. And if I'm the Cardinals, I should be all in on getting those two a ring for their last year. Number five in the NL East, I have the Washington Nationals, mainly because they I looked at their team, and they are brutally bad outside of Juan Soto. Brutally. Because, honestly, Juan Soto should produce an MVP-type year, and it's not even going to matter because this team probably doesn't win 70 games. So, number four of the Miami Marlins, they're very young and upcoming. And they do have some promising pieces in place, but they're still another year or two away from contending, I believe. And this division is fairly good, I'd I'd say. Uh, Number three, I have the New York Mets in a shocker, I would call it, because I just have no faith in the Mets. Every year, they're always hyped up. Oh, we're going to be really good. Oh, we're going to win the World Series. And then they miss the playoffs. It's like, what? I don't get it. So, on paper, yes, they should be good. Don't get me wrong. But they always find a way to stay mediocre. Kind of like the Angels. They get more hype than the Angels do. Scherzer and DeGrom are now both out for opening day, it looks like. DeGrom, who knows when he's coming back. So, I think it's a sign of struggle for them to, to come for them. But we'll see. Number two, I have the Phillies. They did get a lot better this offseason, adding Schwarber and Castellanos to a lineup that already features Bryce Harper, the MVP. And that's, they have a scary offense now. Yeah, they do. I, I think they'll finally put it together and make their way back to the playoffs, which is why I have them claiming a wild card spot. And at number one, I have the Atlanta Braves. They did lose their heart and soul player in Freddie Freeman, yes. Maybe their best player. No, Acuna's their best player, but last year he was their best player because Acuna was out. So, what they do? They got the best possible replacement in my eyes for him, trading for Matt Olson of the A's, who is probably a top five first baseman in the game, maybe top three. Oh, yeah, and they also get Ronald Cunha back probably by May, mid-May, I'd say. Um, So, they're going to be really good. I think they should have World Series aspirations again, and I think they can go all the way. There's my divisions. 
Now we go to the awards quickly. So, in the AL, I'll start with, I have the four major ones, the MVP, the Cy Young, the Rookie of the Year, and the Manager of the Year. So, start off with the MVP, I am giving it to Mike Trout. If Mike Trout can stay healthy, because he couldn't do it last year, his or to lose. All he's got to do is stay on the field, and he can probably win, win it, because he's just that good. And I do want to pick Vlad here, I do, but... I'm not going to just because I don't want to be biased, and I feel like too many people are picking Vladdy to win it. For the Cy Young, I have Shane Bieber. I feel like, honestly, this is the type of year, again, where it's going to go to some sleeper pick who nobody's really betting on, who's just going to come up out of nowhere and take the award. Maybe, like, I've Alec Manoa, let's say, of the Jays. Um, but we'll see. Um, I think I'm going to stick the safer option and go Bieber. Um, and I've seen lots of people picking Garrett Cole, but, like, I don't want to do that because I don't think he's that good because he uses sticky stuff. And then the league started to crack down on it last year, and his numbers plummeted on the second half of the year because of it. So I'm I'm skept- skeptical of the people picking him. For the rookie of the year, I'm giving it Spencer Torkelson. It's, the AL class is really loaded. Don't get me wrong. Bobby Witt Jr., uh, Torkelson, Ooh, da, da, da. Uh, oddly rich Rutschman, I believe how you pronounce his name, the catcher for the Orioles, he'll come up at some point, uh, Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners, there's a lot of good rookies to pick from in the AL in my eyes, but Torkelson, I think, could hit, hit 35 plus home runs this year, and he has made the opening day roster, and I think he could make the Tigers look very promising once again, that's why I'm giving it to him. For manager of the year, I'm giving it to Scott Service. I think if he can lead them to a division title with this type of squad he has, which is young and upcoming, then he's going to take this award easy. But if a team like the Jays or the Rays or the White Sox win 100 games in the AL, then I think it's probably going to go to them. But I think it's going to go to... I think it's... Yeah, no, I don't see it. I don't see any team in the AL winning 100, so that's why I picked him. On to the NL now, my MVP pick is Juan Soto, although I'm a little bit skeptical of this now because he might finish with an on-base percentage of over 500, which is crazy. But the thing is, the rest of the team sucks. So teams might not pitch to him, and he might not hit many home runs. So, we'll see. I'm, I'm a little skeptical, but I think it's going to happen still. Could be Acuna. Tatis is probably out too long for him to win it. Um... But yeah, I'll give it to Juan Soto. For the Cy Young, I'm going to give it to Walker Buehler because the Dodgers are just so unbelievably good. Unbelievably good, sorry. That the pitching staff is going to win a lot of games because of it. And I think Buehler could win 20 games this year, which only one person did it last year, I believe, and it's Julio Urias, his teammate, who also could win it in my eyes. But I'm going to stick with Buehler just because I think he might be the best pitcher in baseball already. Actually, sorry, it's DeGrom when he's healthy, but he's never healthy. So, he's going to win 20 games. He could. He'll have a low ERA, I believe, again. Probably a sub-3. And he's going to strike out a bunch bunch of batters. So, Scherzer and DeGrom could be my picks, but they're injured and they're on the Mets. So, I do not trust it. For the Rookie of the Year, I'm going to take O'Neal Cruz of the Pirates here. He did get an option to Triple H to start the year. So, it does concern me a little bit. Because the Pir- And the Pirates are playing the service time game. That's why he got optioned. Um, 
But I, once he's eligible, he's going to come up and he's going to run away with this award in my eyes. Seiya Suzuki of the Cubs, who is their free agent signing from Japan. He's like the big name Japan player that always... There's always one player from Japan that gets signed in the offseason. That's like a big name. Mostly Otani is the big one normally. Well, that was the last big, big, big one, I guess. Um, He is on the Cubs to start the year. And he already has faced professional pitching in Japan. But I really think Cruz is going to be a stud once he gets called up. So he's my pick. And for manager of the year, it's Dave Roberts. I seriously don't see anyone else winning it. Dodgers are so loaded that... And it maybe the Dodgers are too loaded that it's going to hurt his case. It could really happen because their team is so stacked. But I think this team easily should win 105-plus games this year. Or like it could. They should win 100. If they don't, then that's that's a disappointment in my eyes. But 105, I don't... I think is really reachable for them, plus 105, actually. So, if that happens, I think he takes the award. The award sorry. And then we'll go into playoffs now. So, the new format for the playoffs, there is now an extra team that makes the playoffs, wild card, call it, for both the AL and NL. So, the top, instead of all three division winners getting a bye, now only the two division win, top two division winners get a bye based on their record. So, the worst division winner... So that would be the two seed, or no, sorry, the worst division winner, the th- one who went, the third division winner, will play the six seed in the wild card round. Let's call it in a three game set. Whereas then the four and the five, the two wild cards will play each other in a three game set, and the higher seed hosts all three games if it needs three games. So the one seed then will play the winner of four and five, and the two. Seed will get the winner of three versus six. There is no uh, reseeding after the round. So, based on my play, my uh, standings predictions, in mine, I would have the White Sox as the one seed, the Rays as the two seed. They would both get buys. Then I'd have the Mariners as the three seed, the Blue Jays as four, the Astros at five, and the Red Sox at six. So, in that case, it would be the Mariners and the Red Sox in the opening round. And I would take the Red Sox in three games in in the final game. Yeah, I think the Mariners aren't quite built for a run in the playoffs yet. They're getting close, and they're young and upcoming. But I think the Red Sox are have more experience, and I think they quote-unquote upset them on the road and go on to play the Rays. And in the 4-5, game, 4-5 matchup between the Blue Jays and the Astros, not game series, uh, I'm taking the Jays in, in also three games. Um... Unlike the last one, where I said the Mariners don't quite have the experience, um, the Astros definitely have more experience than the Jays in this situation, I think. But I think the Jays are just way too talented to be bounced this early. And the starting pitching, I think, is good enough to be able to shut down the Astros lineup for at least two of the games. And it really could go either way. But the Jays can... Even if the Astros lineup... Or even if the Jays pitching can't shut down the Astros lineup... The Jays lineup could just easily match it in my eyes. So, we'll see. Really could go either way, but I'm going to call it bias and stick with the Jays. Um, then we got, then because of that, the White Sox, who are the one seed, would get the four seed Jays, and the Rays would get the, the two seed of Rays would get the six seed of Red Sox. So, at the one four matchup between the Jays and the White Sox, I'm taking the Jays in five games. And the divisional series is still best of five, and then it goes best of seven, best of seven. But yeah. 
So this, honestly, the White Sox versus the Blue Jays is the best possible matchup in terms of a playoff series on the AL side in my eyes. Because I think these are the two best teams in the AL, talent-wise. And it should be really, really entertaining seeing these young up-and-coming teams play each other in a series. And I think the Jays will squeak by. It will be very entertaining in my eyes. And must-watch baseball, I think. So we got the Rays and the Red Sox. I think the Rays take it in four games. I think after getting bounced to the Red Sox last year in this exact same round, I think the Rays are going to be hungry. They're going to want to take their revenge. Wander Franco should be the X Factor here because he's now one full season plus in into the bigs, big leagues. So, And they also have Randy Rosarena who dominates in the postseason for whatever reason. And then... In the ALCS, I have the Rays matching up against the Blue Jays. I think the Jays will take this in six games. Rays take the season series in my eyes. Jays take the series that the most important one, that will end up being the most important one, which is of course the playoffs. This team is way too talented in my eyes to not make it this far, to not make it this far. And the only reason I'd say they get bounced earlier or even in this round is due to the lack of experience they have. Because they've most of the guys have barely even tasted postseason. Like Vlad and Bachet, they and Biggio and all of them, they got it once in 2020. And it wasn't even really playoffs. They got two games against the Rays. So, give me the Blue Jays going to the World Series from the AL. On to the NL. It would be the Dodgers. as I have the Dodgers as my one seed. The Braves as my two seed. The Cardinals as my three seed. Brewers at 4, Giants at 5, Phillies at 6. So in that case, it would be Dodgers-Braves getting buys. Then we'd have three the three-seeded Cardinals take on the six-seeded Phillies. So I think the Cardinals take that in two games. Only reason I can see the Cardinals not winning this is because of their pitching, but I think they'll go out and acquire somebody if they need to at the deadline anyways. Um, could be really entertaining, though. And then I have the Brewers taking on the Giants in the 4-5 matchup. I'll take the Brewers in two, mostly because I don't see anybody on the Giants being able to touch Corbin Burns or Brandon Woodruff. And the fact that they can throw out those two for a elimination elimination games, let's call it, is crazy. And I don't think the Giants get by. On to the NLDS now, where I have the Dodgers at the one seed playing the four seed Brewers. Take the Dodgers, sweep the Brewers in this situation. They have the pitching to at least match up to the Brewers. Maybe not beat it with Burns and uh, Woodruff, but I th- do think the Dodgers have more depth in terms of rotation, but the Do- the Brewers have the more high-end guys. Um, and the fact that the Brewers can't match up to the Dodgers lineup hitting-wise, and the Dodgers' bullpen is also even really good. Um, it would be a shame if they don't get past the division round of the Dodgers. It really would. Then we got the Braves as my two seed matching up against the th- three seeded Cardinals. I think the Braves take this one in four games. They just too talented to lose in this round again. And coming off World Series win, they should be all in on the back back. They'll probably acquire people at the deadline to help that. All these games are going to be close in my eyes, but I just really, really like the Braves this year. I really do. And on to the NLCS now, where I have the Dodgers and the Braves matching up once again. I think the Braves take it in seven games. 
and I think they're going to prove that to Freddie that letting him walk was the right move and go to another World Series. I think Ols- Matt Olson could play a huge role in this series, seeing as he is the Freddie Freeman replacement, and the game should be tight and fairly high scoring, I think, but the pitching is good on both sides, so we'll see. Um, yeah, I just think the Dodgers disappoint again, even with their talented roster that they have, so. And on to the World Series. The Braves versus the Blue Jays. Repeat of 92. Blue Jays won there. That was their first title ever. Call me biased. But the Jays are going to do it. They're going to win the World Series this year. Call me biased all you want. It's going to happen. I've never seen the Blue Jays organization be so all-in on winning and spending money and shit. And... I think it's really going to benefit them because I think they have too much talent on this roster that they're going to do it. I think it probably goes seven games, but the Blue Jays lineup is going to get the job done when it matters most, I think. So the Toronto Blue Jays will beat the Atlanta Braves in seven games in the World Series this year. That is my guess. That will also wrap up this episode. I am, like I said, super stoked. World's, the MLB is back tomorrow. Can't wait. Might just sit inside and watch MLB games. Probably not, but we'll see. Um, also, keep your eye out for next week. NBA playoffs start up. We'll have. I'm probably gonna get the 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 band back together. Let's call it. We'll probably be doing a postseason preview episode, and also talk about why the Lakers are the biggest disappointment in NBA history because they are. No changing my mind on that. So, um, yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening if you got this far, and we'll see you later. Peace.